Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is Hover.com. With hundreds of domain extensions, no heavy-handed upselling, and best-in-class support, Hover makes it easier to spend less time on your domains and more time on your big idea. I'm a big fan of Hover as well as a customer. I register all my domains to them and I could not be happier with their service. And now, you can use the offer code BUILDSOMETHING for 10% off your first purchase. Head over to Hover.com for more information. Our next sponsor is a new one, Project Panorama. Project Panorama is a WordPress project management plugin that visually communicates project progress to your clients and team. At a glance, your clients can see exactly how close the project is to completion and what has to be done and what has to be done next. Panorama is meticulously designed to impress your clients and save you time, allowing you to bill more. Check it out at projectpanorama.com. That's projectpanorama, P-A-N-O-R-A-M-A dot com. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is James Laws of WP Ninjas. James, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, we've, um, we've kind of talked in the past. I'm like mm-hmm. working on some instructional videos for the new version of, of uh, Ninja Forms uh, 3.0, which we'll start talking about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy to have you on the show. I also love the, the Mastermind podcast that you do with John Galea. So... Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, it's absolutely. If uh, everybody listening out there, if you haven't heard that one, definitely check it out. Mastermind FM. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, we really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, so let's just jump right into this. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your product and how you came up with the idea for Ninja Forms? Yeah, sure. So for those of you who, who may not know me, uh, James Laws is my name. Um, we have a little company called WP Ninjas where we started doing client work as a starting point uh, and then kind of got thrust into the product space with a form builder. And so I have a business partner who's worked with me. He's been kind of the main developer of the project, and I've done primarily the business side. But in the early days, it was kind of all hands on deck. We all did a little bit of everything. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a little bit like just a kind of a short abbreviated, this is kind of the business we do and this is who's doing the work, right? Yeah, nice. And and so Ninja Forms came out in what, 2013? Well, Ninja Forms 2.0 came out in January of 2013, but our, our 1.0 version actually came out back way back in like June of 2011. So we've actually been around for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so when you decided to make Ninja Forms, so, uh, so this is going back a little bit further than I thought, because I know that Gravity Forms was the big... Mm-hmm. Is was like the big kahuna in in the water or whatever. I'm like messing up 19 colloquialisms there. Um, <laughs> and and I mean now there's there's tons of WordPress like form builder plugins. So uh, what kind of gave you the idea to to build Ninja Forms? 
Well, and so let's let's not be under any imagination that Gravity Forms is not still the big kahuna in the <laughs> WordPress form space, right? They are, uh, and they've done a great job with their brand and their product, and they've been around for a really long time, and we got a really good, loyal fan base who just loves what they do. Um, so when we built Ninja Forms, we weren't building it with a product in mind. We were literally just building a solution for a client. We were working with a junior achievement branch in our area, and they were doing events and they needed, and they were all different kinds of events. So they may be where they're registering people to get a table at a banquet or a bowling team or just a one-off. And they just needed easy, an easy way to create registration forms for all of these. And we were new in the WordPress space, just doing web development client work. And so we didn't really know what the space looked like. We just knew we knew how to build stuff. So we built a form builder. It was an ugly, ugly form builder, but we just kind of built it. And that was kind of the alpha of Ninja Forms. Nice. That's that's awesome. So um, and then from there, you kind of decided, hey, we can make this into a product. Yeah, so we, we, we built it for the client. It worked for them. They were using it. And we just kind of circled back and said, hey, I wonder, since this is such a useful tool to build forms, uh, I wonder if this is something that would that we could release and other people might want. Maybe we could have a product. And so that's at the point that we started saying, all right, well, let's see what 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 this WordPress ecosystem looks like. Like, what does having a product look like? Nice. And so, okay, so at that po- at that point, you started to do... Uh, a bit of research. So can you tell us about that? Like, how did you kind of go from, all right, we have our product and, and now we want to we wanna put it out there. Did you check out competition or things like that? We, on a very high level, we did. Like, we did some searching for form builders or, uh, you know, kind of makeshift form creation tools. Uh, and obviously, Gravity Forms came up in the search and a few other plugins came up in the search. But that was about the extent. We just really wanted to know how much was out there. And at that time, there were a lot of little plugins, but as far as like big names that just came right up, there's only a few. So we were like, okay, well, there's a, there's a few. So there's a market. There's people who are buying these kinds of plugins, uh, and so let's see what we if we can kind of refactor this enough for public release and put something out. So in June of 2011, we put up a site and started selling the first kind of premium Ninja Forms plugin uh, that started this process. Nice and. So, you know, this is a question that I get a lot, you know, what I'm, I'm sure you probably get it a lot too, or you hear a lot uh, about it. Um, you know, which WordPress forms plugin should I use? And my <laughs> answer is always, it depends on what you want to do and what you're looking for. Um, so how do you kind of differentiate yourself from, from what's out there, especially so, in the beginning with, with gravity, like when, you know, when you were kind of going up against gravity forms, uh, as like this relatively new plugin. Yeah, so in the early days, we made all of the wrong business decisions that most people were making at that time. So we tried to compete on price. I think our first price point was like $15 uh, for, you know, and it had conditional logic and multi-part forms. And at that time, we were the only ones who had a save user progress functionality. And so we charged all that for $15. Mind you, uh, that was unlimited updates and, and lifetime updates and support. So we were... I mean, we were so cheap, it was ridiculous. Uh, And I think that hurt us because 
you know, when you get what you pay for, right? So when they see something that cheap, people are just like, ah, that, why even bother? So we, at first we were just competing on price, feature for feature. We were, you know, we had about similar features at that time. We were still early, so we didn't have all the integrations that we have today. Uh, but I think mostly at that point, it was really just a price game. Can we, can we undercut in price? But that didn't work for us. And I think in the first six months, we may have done like $3,000 in sales total uh, in the first six months. And, and that, was, that was with getting a lot of publicity in the early days, like people mentioning us, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of died out. Gotcha. Uh, so it didn't do a lot. So the, the thing that actually differentiated us is in the middle of 2012, we decided to shift our business model to the add-on business model. So instead of offering a pro plugin, we offered a core free plugin and sold individual add-ons as functionality. And that's what we launched in 2013. And that's where most people think we started. Like that's our origin story, they think. Um, But that that truth was that was just a pivot in in business model. And that is actually, I think, what started catapulting us into having a a fairly popular plugin. Because I think what it did is it solved the pain point that some Gravity Forms users and other people had where they wanted a piece of functionality, but they didn't need the whole kit and caboodle, right? They didn't need everything. And so we started giving them just the thing that they wanted, just conditional logic or just multi-part forms. Nice. That's awesome. And that's, that is, so there are two great pieces of advice there. One of which I got right before this call. I had a master, I'm in my mastermind group and, uh, that's that if you if you pick a price that's too low mm-hmm. you know people will people will see that right they'll see oh well there's not a whole lot of value there cuz they're not valuing it you know they're not pricing it very high um i'm like absolutely in that same spot you know with a couple of my online courses i was told my price is too low so yeah um you know so that's that's more food for thought and you're definitely reinforcing that by by telling that story so um and then the other is that that pivot was so important um, mm-hmm. because, uh, that really helped your business. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think the great thing about Ninja forms now versus gravity forms is that you can get Ninja forms for free and use the basic functionality, um, which is not something that you can do with gravity forms. There's no, free, as far as I know, at least there's no free version of gravity forms. Yeah, it it, w- it was an important pivot for us. And I think the takeaway for me there is anyone in a product in the product space or really in the business space at all whatever you're whatever it is that you're doing is don't be afraid to experiment. We if we didn't try this out, we wouldn't have known it was a like a major point. And we also have to remember that what got you to where you are today is not necessarily going to get you to where you want to be a year or two years down the road. So you have to constantly be experimenting and and pivoting even in little ways to to push your business further. That's awesome. That's that's great advice. Don't, you know, don't sit on your laurels essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um that's rest on your laurels, is that what it is? I'm really, Yeah, I think I, that's it. I'm really bad with these today, <laughs> I guess. Um awesome. So, uh so you you had your research, you had I guess you had some feedback from customers, but mm-hmm. I mean, you run a pod you run a podcast uh called Mastermind. So, uh I think I know the answer to this question, but did do you do you talk to anybody about features, business advice, direction? Are you in a mastermind yourself? 
Yeah, so I'm in a couple masterminds. Uh, Mastermind.fm actually started from just being a mastermind between Jean and myself. We got together for some calls and would talk shop and business and offer advice and talk about problems. And then at somewhere along the line, we both said we wanted to do a podcast at some point. We said, well, why don't we just take this conversation live? Like, let's just let everyone <laughs> listen in on these conversations. So that's kind of how Mastermind.fm got birth. But I'm also in another one. Uh, and I have obviously lots of friends in business, too, that I constantly will pick their brain. I, there's some that I consider like mentors from afar. Mm -hmm. I read everything that they write, and I, I, I get a lot of information from watching their experiences. Uh, so that, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that going on. But in the early days, we didn't have a lot of that because we weren't known in the community. We were relatively disconnected from the greater WordPress community. It wasn't until right around April or May that we were kind of getting to know Pippin Williamson a lot because mm -hmm. he had EDD and we were deciding to sell our add-ons through EDD that we started getting to know him a little bit better and he started looking at our code and offering advice and uh, and and kind of we were picking his brain because he was using the same business model. Uh, and so that was that's probably the next step, like the next thing that took us off. We kind of reached out and said, hey, does anybody else want to build add-ons for Ninja Forms? And we'll sell them on our site. And Pippin said, sure, I'd like to do MailChimp. And so he built our mail first, very first third-party integration and the, the rest is history. Like that was another explosive point for us. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and that, so, uh, the takeaway there, I guess is, is just ask. That's something that I've been <laughs> learning lately, uh, a lot. So, um, that's great. And, and again, and again, like that, uh, Pippin is a great resource, uh, oh, yeah. for, a, for a lot of things. He's a great coder. He's got a very successful business. So, uh, he was definitely a very good friend to make in the, in the early days. Um, yeah. I agree. And, and he's just a genuinely nice guy. So yeah, that like he's, he's somebody who wants to, um, you know, improve the community and like push the community forward. So, Absolutely. which is, which we need a lot more people like that. So, which is awesome. Um, cool. Uh, so I guess let's get into the, the crux of the matter, right? You have this, you have this plugin. We talked about the journey, um, uh, till, uh, 2.0, which was kind of like your explosive point. And then you you just rolled out 3.0, right? Which which came with a pretty big interface redesign. Um, like it was. So I would love to hear how you and your team kind of built 3.0 specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so this was kind of a big step for us because generally when something's working, you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> and we messed with everything. We messed with how data is saved and built in the back end. We say we changed how it's displayed on the front end. We changed the user experience and the user interface dramatically. Uh, so we changed absolutely everything. So this was a this was a risk for us to take. And it's not been without its problems. I would be remiss to say, oh yeah, it was it was a smashing success and we've not had any difficulties. We're still working through some difficulties, but we think it's going to pay off in the long run. Um, so yeah, we what happened was is we hired a company that did our branding and we reached out to them and said, hey, we want to do a new UI and we think we're too close to how forms are built. We'd let, we love your, you, your user interface design. We want you to, to help us kind of rethink how should forms look like, uh, how should building forms look like. So we just reached out to them and started the process. And so that was the first step. That's awesome. And that is uh, something that I think is a great takeaway for all developers. Um, you, you guys are really close to the process. You have a bunch of assumptions. Mm -hmm. uh, get, hand, you know, hand that process off to somebody who has no assumptions or 
has no assumptions about how the way your plugin works and just kind of start with a blank slate. So, uh, so you got a new, a new UI from the people who did your branding. Yeah. Uh, you said that you, you started to do everything kind of from like the ground, like how data is saved and things like that. Yeah. How was, how was testing all that, especially for like, so, but three is three is backwards compatible with two, right? Yeah. So it's an, it's, we did something interesting that I've not heard of any other product doing at this point. So when you download, even right now, if you download the current version of 3.0, we've actually shipped 2.0's code with it side by side in a deprecated folder. Mm -hmm. So if you're using deprecated add-ons or old add-ons, for instance, anything below a 3.0 version, we by default, either if you started on 3.0, we warn you that it's not compatible or you get the opportunity of rolling back to the 2.9 code base so you can still work in 2.9 with 2.9 add-ons, but if you're using only 3.0 add-ons, you can actually convert to the new code base. Now, this is both brilliant and frustrating at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. It can be confusing to users. Like Users are like, I'm on 3.0, but I don't see the same thing as your documentation shows. They're like, well, okay, let's explain that. We've mm-hmm. So we've, we, we've learned that there's some things that we could have improved in that process, but in the end, it has saved a lot of people some frustration because they don't end up updating to something that they can't currently use. It makes it, if they do update and something isn't working the way they expect, they can instantly one-click roll back and be right back into the state that they were in before and not have any problems. Uh, so that was kind of a creative process for our, our our testing process, was to kind of create a way that made everything compatible and made it easy to kind of switch back and forth between versions if necessary. Yeah, and I, that's that's something that's pretty tough. And that's something that uh, it makes a lot of people kind of reluctant to upgrade. You know, I came from like a higher ed. Uh, I worked in higher ed for three years and upgrading was like this big to do. <laughs> and like, like upgrade was even like a bad word. Like, cause it was, it's, it's affecting so many different systems. So making something backwards compatible is, is probably a headache in and of itself, but it, it saves your users the headache, like you said. Um, yeah, and there's there's an additional struggle, too, of converting people. Like, if people are on the 2.9 code base, because the database structure is different, how we're pulling the data is different, how we need the data is different, it's saved in different options and in different ways, uh, we had to write, and we've done a pretty decent job, but still, some people have issues because we can't, we weren't able to anticipate everything, but we're converting all of that data over to the new system so that nobody loses anything. Like, that all gets converted. If you did calculations this way, we will convert it to the way we do calculations on the new way. Conditional logic, the same thing. Multi-part forms, the same way. And so that was definitely a challenging process to to figure out how to make that work. Man, yeah. So, so okay, so how did you, I think I started to ask this before. How <laughs> did you test all of this? Um, well, we have some automated testing, a little bit of automated testing. We're trying to get more automated testing in place because we think that's important, but it's difficult sometimes to do that with a moving ship. So, but we're trying to get some more automated testing in place. The truth is we're a small team. We have really two full 
developers and then a junior developer. And so what we ended up doing is just writing, testing. I mean, we manually tested everything we could possibly test. So we, we ran thousands and thousands and thousands of conversions of super long forms to really short forms to very complicated forms with every single add-on installed, with just core installed. Like we just manually did so much testing through every single stage of the process. Uh, and we caught a lot of stuff that way. Now, of course, there's some stuff that we weren't able to test and catch. And so we have had some some of those issues that we've worked through. Uh, luckily, that's been a very small subset of users. So that's been that's been really cool. Awesome. And, you know, I could I could definitely vouch for this as a developer. Testing is one of my least favorite things to do. <laughs> Because you're essentially, I mean, it's like building a wooden table and then like taking an axe to it. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's mind numbing too. It's yeah. so tedious going it like you end up doing things like, well, let me go in and purge the database again and let me do this and let me change this option. And uh, it's crazy. Yeah, man. So that that sounds like a ton of work. But I mean, like that's that's almost what you have to do with with forms. Forms are so forms are a the main way that people interact with websites. Yeah. And B, th there's so many different like permutations of forms could be for websites so um you know manually creating and, and just kind of making a bunch of test cases sounds like it's tedious but it's the thing that has to be done so yeah i think you know a lot of times you get you get the advocates for like unit testing and unit testing is great it's not that unit testing is a bad thing but unit testing is really hard to test when anything can be entered in like unit testing right. can tell you did you get back the value you were expecting but i can't i but it can't tell me did i put in the right value did i like right. like it's really hard to to work unit testing straight through so in a form space when you're talking about a lot of user generated content that's got to go through multiple systems uh, unit testing is tough and and yeah you can there is other testing you can do and we we're implementing those things but manual testing unfortunately at times is is the only foolproof way to say somebody watched it, saw it, did it, and right. we're okay. <laughs> right. Well, it sounds like for anybody who's looking for a good idea out there, a random form generator add-on for Ninja Forms. <laughs> Could yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's, that's fantastic. Um, so as far as the technologies go, um, yeah. did you guys, did you guys do anything, uh, like fun and interesting there. Did you integrate the REST API? Or are you using a ton of JavaScript? Uh, so it is. It, so right now it is pretty well a JavaScript application. There is a little bit of PHP handling the processing side. So it's the the at the UI the admin is using a combination of Backbone, Marionette, and Underscore. Uh, and so we're using a lot of templating, um, a lot of you know radio calls to to get past data back and forth and to validate information. So yeah, it's it's a pretty complex thing, and, and most of this stuff is above my is above my my depth of knowledge. I know enough of it to to talk somewhat intelligently, but then if we if we get into the nitty gritty, I start to I start to my my lack of knowledge begins to reveal itself. <laughs> but uh, the truth is, uh, we use a lot of cool technology, and we're actually. Not now just starting to implement the REST API a little bit more thoroughly, especially with 4.7 uh, mm -hmm. coming out of WordPress and putting more of the REST API in place. So we're creating some of our endpoints and getting that structure in place uh, and, and implementing that. But yeah, the, I mean, the background is most, I mean, most of the plugin is JavaScript uh, and with those libraries that I talked about. That's awesome. Uh, so I, so we have a, a pretty good timeline. You know, usually I like to ask about the transformation of the of the product, but we have a pretty good timeline from you. In 2011, you launched. 
you had a big pivot in 2013 where you switched yep. to the add-on model. And then uh, in 3.0, we saw a really big uh, UI transfer. Uh, we saw, I mean, a, like a basically a ground up transformation. So yeah. uh, what are your plans for the future? You just rolled out 3.0 uh, f- pretty successfully. Uh, you're, you're integrating the REST API, but do you have any anything big on the roadmap for, you know, next few months or... Yeah, so that that's the struggle, right? Because we are a small team, and we're actually we're actually pivoting the structure of our team to make it more make us more capable of pulling off some of the plans that we have. Um, we're obviously uh, going to continue to push NinjaForms forward with more because e- integrations are really easy to build. A perfect example is uh, not that this is a complicated one, but our developer one evening took a couple hours and built ClickSend, and now you you know, and it just does what it needs to do. It's really fast, and so you can build an integrations on NinjaForms like very, very rapidly. So we're going to be putting out lots of integrations to help that process out. We have a lot of other applications that will use NinjaForms as kind of the framework that we're getting ready to build. Uh, and we're also uh, looking at different SaaS options that we can do because because NinjaForms is now somewhat headless. It, do, you know, it doesn't need necessarily even WordPress to, to do what it needs to do. But NinjaForms can also be generated anywhere. So it, it's not going to be long that somebody will be on the front end of their website and click add new. And there's going to be a form option and the builder will just load on the front end of their website. They can build their form and drop it right in. Uh, that can be done in the post editor. That can be happening in any custom post type editor. So it's, it's kind of cool that the way NinjaForms is being structured uh, there's really no limits to where we can inject it when the time when the when it's necessary. That sounds awesome. It sounds like that makes it sound like amazingly flexible. So it could do things like be like a Google Forms competitor almost, or like a a, a Zapier replacement, yeah. or something like that. You have so many integrations and building those things on the front end. Yeah, that's actually it's funny. Uh, you know, at one time. Uh, Chris Lemo wrote a post about how to create a post with Ninja Forms uh, using conditional logic and our front-end posting add-on. And one of the things he talks about is that the power of Ninja Forms really is in the action system. Like it's, yeah, you can build fields, all form builders build fields, but our action system lets you add unlimited number of actions that happen and fire kind of like a Zapier when a form is submitted. So you can integrate it with CRMs and, and send off, fire off payments. You can do all of those conditionally and say, if this option, then send a Stripe. If this option, go to PayPal. If they click this option, send them to their Salesforce. If they go to this one, you know, subscribe them to your mailing chimp newsletter. Like you can do all of these things with one single form very powerfully. So the action system is is kind of really what sets Ninja Forms. I think the UI is pretty amazing and, and mm. beautiful, but the action system is really where the power comes in. It's really kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So uh, definitely excited to dive even deeper into that. Uh, you know, I've been playing with it a bit, but that's that's so cool. Um, so we are we're banging up right against time. Uh, so yeah. the last question that I like to ask is, uh, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. That's a that's a tough question, right? Yeah. Um, you know, my trade, my biggest, uh, I think my biggest secret or my biggest uh, recommendation towards learning towards success, leaning towards success is um, invest in people. Uh, don't invest in products. Don't invest in ideas. Invest in people. People will always uh, take you farther. And so that I think that's true in friendships. I think that's true in 
uh, employees. I think that's true in partnerships. Uh, one of my core values, and, and it's become the core value of our company, is be a cheerleader. And so, you know, we, we get talked so much in the WordPress community about WP drama. And so my, my, my thing is, is when I see somebody, somebody has a snafu, somebody had a bug, somebody had a security, I tell my team, we don't pile on, we don't critique, we, we cheerlead, we build them up, we tell them it's going to be okay, we offer our support, we build up. Because in the end, I would rather invest in people and put positive energy into the world instead of negative. And I think that will pay off on your business every single time. That is, that's phenomenal advice. That's, I'm going to, I'm probably in post going to add that again to the end of this podcast. Cause it's something, <laughs> it's something that I need to hear a lot too. You know, we just, there was just a bit recently at the time of this recording of WP drama. And yeah, I know that, you know, being more positive definitely would have been better than, than piling on to what, you know, quite frankly, something that we probably don't have the whole story to. So, um, that's, that's also incredible advice. This is, the week before the election. So this this podcast will be coming out <laughs> after the election, but it'll definitely be words to remember, you know, in a in a post-2016 election world. So uh, awesome. James, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. I had a blast and it's it's really been a pleasure. Me, me too. Absolutely. Make sure to check out Ninja Forms and Mastermind.fm. I'll link them both in the show notes. Thanks again to our sponsors, Hover.com and Project Panorama. Definitely check those guys out. If you enjoy the show, head over to iTunes uh, and give us a nice rating and review. Uh, those really help with uh, listing us higher in iTunes. Uh, we only have a couple more episodes left of season one. Uh, we are ending uh, in the middle of December. We're taking a short break and then we're coming back with a vengeance with season two in January. Uh, but we still have a few more episodes. So let's go ahead and enjoy those. And until next time, get out there and build something.